Hello everyone and welcome to the One Point Safety Show with Scouse Andy and Scott. This is a Washington Commanders and NFL podcast with a twist. We'll give you weekly updates on the trials and tribulations of the Commanders and have special guests along the way. Anyway, that's enough ramble for now. On with the pod. So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the One Point Safety Show. We are live on YouTube and we appreciate all those who are downloading the podcast. Um, so yeah, it's a, an episode with myself, Scott Hartley, and my co-host, Scouse Andy, who I believe is in a good mood, or I hope he's in a good mood. Well, ish, should I say, ish. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay, man. How are you doing, man? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Another another week's nearly over, so we're quite um, we're quite far in, and um, yeah, another busy week in the uh, commander's world, shall we say? It's ups and downs and roller coasters all week. Um, we'll go through it, and we'll go through the head coach search, and we'll get to uh, the outcomes on that. We've also got um, a few bits around the playoffs, and we've got lots of fan questions to answer. So if you are in the chat live on YouTube. We appreciate you. We'll answer your questions as they come in. Um, if you are listening to the pod, uh, appreciate you downloading that. Numbers have been very steady and um, we're enjoying doing these live streams. But hopefully with a bit of luck, we can uh, in the off season get some uh, better graphics and a bit of uh, a better intro and outro. But um, yeah, bit of a technophobe that way, mate. So we'll uh, we'll wait and see. So the head coaching search then, Scouse, obviously the three that were there uh, initially, we had Ben Johnson deciding to stay in Detroit. We have Mike McDonald is the new head coach in Seattle on a six-year deal. And Bobby Slowick decided to go back to the Texans with a pay rise. Um, very disappointing with Ben Johnson. Um, we can get into that, especially with the whole texting situation while they're in the air. I do find that was a little bit um, disrespectful, if I'm being honest with you there. Um, the candidates interviewed then. So we had Mike McDonald via a Zoom call, uh, Slovic via a Zoom call, Ben Johnson via a Zoom call, Anthony Weaver, who's the associate head coach and D-lines coach at the Ravens. He was via Zoom call. And then we had an in-person with Aaron Glenn in Detroit, and he also had a Zoom. And we had Dan Quinn as a Zoom and a face-to-face too. Um, and that obviously led to the outcome then of Dan Quinn is now the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Um, I'll give you his stats in three seasons with the Cowboys as DC. Um, his defences have ranked in the top 10 each year in points allowed. Uh, and twice he's led the league in takeaways. Uh, in his six seasons as a head coach with the Falcons, he recorded his record was 43 and 42. Um, very mid. Um, but also he did get them to the Super Bowl and blew the biggest lead that's ever been in the Super Bowl. Um, not necessarily down to his coaching, um, but also the following year on from that, he did get Atlanta to a playoffs again and he got them into a playoff win. So there's a bit to work off there. Uh, when he started out as a DC in Seattle for the two seasons, uh, his to his defense was first in yards and points allowed for both of them seasons while he was in Seattle. And he was obviously the coach of the Legion of Boom at the time. So there's a lot to work off there as a defensive guy. Um, what are your obviously initial thoughts on Dan Quinn? 
initial thoughts is, as you said, very mid. And, I, and, and that's the problem. For me, he does not move the needle. Mm-hmm. He reminds me, if, if I go through a little scenario with you, and see what you think, and, and just stop me when you kind of get it. What I'm on, what, what I'm actually on about comparisons. Okay. okay? <clears throat> very well respected, a very very respected coach, a players coach. Players love playing for him. Did really well one season where he got a Super Bowl and lost it. I know exactly where you're going already. With, yeah, a, yeah. Q, with, with a QV MVP, both at yeah. the same. Yeah. So we keep going. <laughs> no, no, I know exactly where you're going. You know exactly you're, what I'm about. So, so you, you're saying this is Ron Rivera 2.0. This is Ron exactly Rivera. where you're going. Yeah. This is Ron Rivera. The only uh, unless he somehow pulls it out the bag that he, he he gets this genius offensive coordinator that we don't know about, and he, he is the ground running. He's going to be another Ron Rivera because he's proven what, we've seen what he is. He's a good defensive coordinator. That's what exactly what he is. You know, he's proved, even then, his Atlanta's defenses weren't that good. You know, I know everyone's going off his Seattle time. Mate, and his Cowboys if I, time. If I had the Legion of Boom on my defense, mate, I wouldn't have to say much to him say, mate, let's get out there and play. And they would actually sort it out anyway. So it wasn't like it was real skill that he needed from the Legion of Boom because he did how good the players were there. Um, Atlanta, you know, yeah, his defenses were mid. They were like 14th, 15th for all the, all the stats. You mentioned Dallas. Okay, yeah, again. Hopefully, with experience and with and with eight, obviously he's, he's a bit older now. Maybe there was a second go around that, that he can produce something different. But from what I can, I can only go off what I've seen of him over the, over his career, and it's excellent defensive coordinator, bang average head coach. That's the I, problem. I can agree with you there. I understand exactly where you're coming from. I think uh, honestly, this is maybe third choice. I don't want to say that that is the case, but I think they were heavily in for Ben Johnson. And I well, think that was, that was the, us in a big yeah, way. And that was the point. The point was they were very in for Ben Johnson. It was all, I wouldn't say it's not a lock. Nothing's a lock until it's signed, sealed and delivered. But I genuinely think that's what they were expecting. They're expecting to get on that plane. And ben Johnson doesn't leave that building until he comes back as the commander's head coach. And that's Obviously, why he didn't show up. Weak man. I, well, I, this I, is the I, second I time he's done this now. Poor, that's poor. I think that's such an unprofessional way of doing things. I don't, I, I don't want a guy who's unprofessional. That's especially 30, he's meant to be the leader of men. I don't there's want 32 teams in the NFL, and, and it, getting a head coaching gig is really, really difficult to be a head this coach. This guy thinks he's, he walks, he must, he must think he walks on water or something because I know, oh, honestly, or everyone's loving him. To be fair, I, I mean, even though it might sound spiteful, I actually hope he, do, I hope he does really badly next season because I don't think the Lions are going to be as good. No, they're not. As this season, next Dan season, Dan Campbell. Oh, Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn are the two rah-rah guys there. Yeah, we know I mean, that. If you, watched, if you watched Hard Knocks... No, you yeah, don't. But if, you watched, that, but if you watched Hard Knocks, when the Lions were on Hard Knocks, it's always them two voices. It wasn't Ben Johnson's yeah. voice that was in the in the building. Yeah, and maybe, quiet, yeah, maybe he thinks, I'm not ready. You know, there is always that. Or they may have been put off by money... We don't know. We don't know what the ins and outs of the machinations of well, according who's to ben been Johnson, He said he spoke to his wife and his wife was saying, well, we, we both love it here in Detroit and, and this and that, the other. And, and why would we leave? We're doing well. We're close to a Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is, next season, 
The NFC ain't going to be as bad. Trust me. <laughs> Teams are making moves yep. in the NFC. I can't see the Lions. This was their chance. This year was their chance to get to the Super Bowl. And they're not going to be there next year. Do we look to make just the playoffs first round before they get knocked out? I'm telling you. They're going to lose some dudes. They are going to lose some dudes. You know, it'd be interesting, especially when you look at how good Green Bay did with an unex they were unexpectedly in the playoffs, and then Green Bay absolutely smoked the Cowboys. I mean, that that for <laughs> me also leaves a bit of taste in the mind of fans, especially Commanders fans, because we have sat there and laughed at the Cowboys getting absolutely torn up and that's Dan Quinn's defense. So the last bit of knowledge or the last bit of what you see from the season is how poor that defense played. But what you're not seeing is, as I've said there, the Cowboys defense has been in the top 10 for the last three years. They've got an unbelievable player in Micah Parsons. And then they've got, you know, they've led the take team, led the league in takeaways for two of them, three seasons. It's clear that Dan Quinn is a very good defensive coordinator. Like is I he said. a good? Is he a good head coach? Well, it's, we, it, it, it we remains to be seen. All we it remains to be seen. What what yeah. what will happen? I think it's, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you just if you forget his defensive coordinating skill, mm-hmm. just go off his head coaching. That's forty three and forty two. That's a Super Bowl. It, Super Bowl and, a, and a playoff a playoff win. Definition of mid. Isn't that exactly what Ron Rivera did before he come here? Yeah. And he had an MVP quarterback as well because he had Matt mm-hmm. Ryan and Ron had, you know, um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Count, yeah. You know, so, hmm. And look what happened. Carl Shanahan left him, um, thank you, um, Dan Quinn. And look what happened. He, he was actually god awful without him. Now, don't get me wrong, Carl Shanahan is, is a class, a class play caller, you know, top level. But, and you are going to miss somebody like Dan, but you brought in Sarkeesian to take his, yeah. uh, take his place. And he was shit. No, this and that's a that's a Dan Quinn hire, so you know it, it's going to be difficult. And I think... this way at this moment, I, I'm going to give him a chance. I'm not mm-hmm. going to totally, you know, railroad him every single time. But the thing is, like, I'm just I'm just going off what I've seen so far, and I'm hope to God that he's a, a new man. A, a, no, even Bill Belichick failed in his first his first time. Yeah, of as course he coach. did. Yeah, you know, so, so these things happen. So I'm I'm not about oh. He's, yeah, is he? A, he's a slight retread, but he's not massive. He's not a massive retread. And um, let's see what he can do. But at the moment, I, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I'm, I'm not excited about it. Do you know what I mean? I listened to uh, John Kimes' pod, and I think someone else was talking about it. And they were saying the only person that they spoke to when Dan Quinn was fired from the Atlanta Falcons, he's the only guy who went out and said, "How can I improve? What did I do wrong? What mistakes did I make?" And he went around the league asking the questions, how can I get better? If he's took that knowledge on and he's took that attitude of how to do things, I don't think the question of leadership is is there. I think he but is a leader love, of men. Plays love and, and you don't hear a bad word fun. about him. And, and they, But the same thing you could say for Ron. No one said a bad word about Ron. And here we are with Dan Quinn. No one says a bad word about Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Out of all of these, all of these coaching things, to try and take a positive from it, out of all of these people who are on the coaching cycle or in interviews, whatever it may be, Dan Quinn probably has the biggest breadth of knowledge and contact throughout the NFL. Oh yeah, you could argue, you could argue Vrabel, you could argue Vrabel and say, well, he would probably have had similar, if not a larger, um, a larger roller decks to go through, but. He's going to have the knowledge of people who will want to come and work for him as well, which is a good thing. But for me, I agree with you. I'm going to give him till 
let's let's flip tables up in December and see where we are. Now, what we also have to do, and, and I've and I've played pled this for the last three weeks, is we have to be patient. We've got to be patient. And this, as you said, it's not the sexy hire. It's not people are out there going, oh, well, it's Dan Quinn, it's a retread, it's Ron 2.0. You've said that. And and, and I, I completely understand so there's a lot the of feeling. Obviously, of, Twitter, of the fan base. Twitter universe is obviously full of crazies. And I'm oh, it's, well. yeah. But the thing is, it's like, it's 50 50, isn't it? When you when you look through it all, you've either got my kind of outlook of Ron Rivera 2.0, or you've got the outlook of, well, no, he's, he's better than Ron, he's this and that, and blah, 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 blah. But, all you can go off realistically is the stats. It is what he's done. Re- what what have you done for me? Mm-hmm. And as a head coach, he's been bang average. It's as simple as that. So as a defensive coordinator, hell yeah, bring him in, let him do all that all day. So I'm hoping our defense will actually be decent next season. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not, you know, top 10, but a lot better than 32nd. You know what I mean? 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> the only way is up from that side of things. Um, so, I, obviously, our defense is going to look better, so I'm happy with that side of it. But I'm just saying, as a head coach, he's got to get the OC right because the proof is there. When he, had, is when he had a stud, when he had a stud OC, he got the Super Bowl. So that's what we need. We need we need a stud OC. So he needs to make so, sure this next hire for the OC is absolutely huge, man. That's the that's the question I have here. Is is and I've put it down on my piece of paper in front of me. Who is going to be the OC and who is also going to be the DC? Because he can't take both on. If he's the head coach, we're going to have a new DC and a new OC. Well, I mean, I've seen it. Well, like it'll, um, it'll be a scheme. It will be a scheme. So what I can see from his, from a DC side of things, he might bring one of his guys from Dallas over. Yeah, I heard that. And I'm looking at Ian Rappaport here has said, I'd expect Quinn to bring alongside secondary coach stroke passing game coordinator, Joe Witt to be his defensive coordinator. Yeah. See, because he knows, he knows Dan's scheme inside out. He's been there a few years. So, mm-hmm. so I understand, I, I understand that pick. I understand picking him up, you know what I mean? Hiring him. I understand but- that completely. But the, but the OC is absolutely man. key. It's absolutely key. I mean, at the moment, we've still got Eric Bieniemy, who's got a year <laughs> left on his contract. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't. Is he going to stick with EB? Because if we do, God well, help we're gonna, us. We're going to expect to be picking second again next year. That, that, um, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. I mean, you've seen what you've seen what mm-hmm. EB's done with that offense we've already had. Yeah, absolute dog shit. You know so. If, if, if he's going to be there next season as offensive coordinator, then, you know, it's going to be much of the same. somehow. Would you trust him with a number two overall pick QB? No, you wouldn't want to trust him with that. So I, would, I wouldn't be, be surprised if early next week EB is relieved of his duties and he's yeah. gone. I think what they'll do, they'll fire him at the same time we hire somebody. That Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. On the same day. Yeah. Yeah. Same day. I just think, I just think that this, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's been a thorough position. Do you, do you, the other question I've got for you then, Scouts, on this, and we'll just spat it around, is mm-hmm. do you still think we're under the effect of the Dan Snyder problem? Because we all looked at this higher and said, do you know what? It's probably the first, if not second best destination to go you have the number two overall pick you have the highest cap space in the whole of the nfl you have six picks in the top 104 you've got a roster that you can totally build yourself completely with 26 free agents that are free you can build this team in your own way that you want to do things you've got a patient owner yes you don't have a patient fan base but you have a patient owner who's willing to let you work 
You know, you're not going to be on the hot seat immediately if you end up in the same position we were this time uh, this year, at the end of this season. Um, I, I, I don't know why so met it took so long. I, I appreciate it was a thorough and fast, as they said it was going to be, but I just think we've been burnt by Ben Johnson, and that's why we've ended up with Quinn. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the burnt by Ben Johnson thing. I'll, I'll come back to that in a sec. Mm -hmm. But what you were saying about you know, all those things you mentioned, all, all the positives that we've got here, all those things, who really has the power in those things that you mentioned? The GM. Exactly. So it's perfect for a GM. That's why Peter's wanted to come here. It's not perfect does. for a head coach. Head coach is different because he might want one guy and Peter's goes, well, actually, I want this guy instead. See what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, they have yeah. to kind of correlate from that angle. I of think Ben Johnson's one of his big things was he wanted full autonomy over the players he brought in on offense, and Peters didn't like that idea. So, so that's the thing. You see, so Peters obviously he, that, that's his thing. He builds the rosters. That that's his job. Yeah, he does. I mean, if that's he, what he if thinks he, he's good at. So well, we've we've said that much. He's willing to do deal with that. Do you know what I mean? We we, we said that before that he so is as a head guy. coach. I think it's I think we're probably mid. No, as a head coach, if you've got a, a superstar new GM who's going to be running the whole show, you're just there to basically be the, the main coach, not yeah. actually help manage or, or or get players in, or as in like specific guys rather than just traits, which you're probably going to talk about in, you know, um, in training sessions and, and you know all the other th the uh, the draft and all the rest of it. They're going to talk about those things, but true guys, they might go, well, actually, I don't want Hawkinson or I don't want this guy or you see what I mean, like. And Peter's be like, no, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he started getting problems. So if they're not on the same page from there, that's probably another reason why we didn't actually offer him a formal contract. Mm. But Ben Johnson did focus though, big time. But I think I think he tried to play his way out of it. And we were, we kept saying yes to everything he said. You know, I, I read somewhere, again, you know, some of these things are a little bit, you know, it, it wasn't kind, it wasn't a superstar. You know, yeah. the thing is, it's like someone said... Twitter, Twitter bullshit, yeah, I know. Yeah, it could it's... be Twitter bullshit. You know, a, a, um, a source told me this. We'll show you your source, mate. Not to take some of it. Up, yeah. I mean, if you think about one end of the, of the spectrum and the other end, somewhere in the middle is kind of where it, the real truth is, if that makes sense. Of course sense. it is, yeah. There's so, no smoke without fire, is there? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And the thing is, though, is that Ben Johnson turned around to him and said he wanted a six-year deal when he found out that um, the guy from Carolina got a, a six-year deal. Well, that's what Mike McDonald signed in Seattle. McDonald's done. Do you see what I mean? They had the power. They had they had the leverage. Yeah, of course they did. So, yeah. so Ben was like, okay, well, originally it was a four-year deal, supposedly, that he kind of verbally agreed to. Supposedly, he verbally agreed to it. Then he went over to do the, obviously, fly over to do the formalities of it. And then he bottled it in mid-air in mid and just blamed it on his wife, basically saying how much he loves Detroit and how much she's doing that in there and all the rest of it. Load of crap, mate. But this is the second. The, this is the second time. Yeah, he did, and this is the second time Ben Johnson's turned down a head coaching position. He so, might, might not be available next year. I mean, if, if he has a bad I mean. season next season, he's not on the tree, is he? Just imagine if you lost Jared Goff, for example. Yeah, season. We're well, gonna go with Teddy Bridgewater, or who is the who is the? <laughs> I um, but their backup was. Yeah, it, way, I think it, it was bad. Teddy Bridge. It was Teddy Bridgewater, and there was another. They they. Um, Oh, was it Hooker they got as well in the draft? Oh, he's still isn't he still just come back from an ACL? Yeah, I think and so. Yeah. Hooker. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, you might you might have some talent, but the thing is, it's like big risks. And don't forget, John turned us down, who would have had a rookie number two overall 
quarterback, realistically. He stayed knowing that he's got the quarterback, knowing his scheme. He, he's, he's got a, a, you know, a decent enough quarterback, et cetera, et cetera, a veteran. He didn't, maybe didn't want to go down there. I'm a new head coach. I'm not. I don't want. I don't want a brand new rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? So it's. Um, I just think. I just think like. I think he's a beta rather than an alpha. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, maybe. I, I think. Yeah, I, 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 and you mentioned before he's not a raw raw guy. You don't have to be. But the thing is, is like as you say, he's very very quiet. He's very cerebral. You know, he's all those type of guys. Like. He just he just looks at you and the player knows, you know what I mean? Rather than actually having to chew him out, anything like that. And I just Ian, think, Ian, Ian, your brother's put you know Ian, I mean? your brother's put a comment in the chat there, and he said, I don't think that McDonald or um Johnson wanted to have a fixer upper. They preferred the other the other thing. I understand that. If you're going to Seattle, I mean there's questions. I understand McDonald going to Seattle. Yeah, there's questions that. over this questions over the quarterback there. I completely understand where he's gone. I would have thought, though, if I'm McDonald's, why would you not come here? That's the other thing. If you're living in Baltimore. Well, that might be... You know what I mean? It it could be. It it, it could be. Baltimore fans or... Maybe. Who who knows? Money, probably. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hang on a minute. And the thing is, as well, Seattle, yeah, I mean, their defence is pretty decent. It is, yeah. And he's going to make them a hell of a lot better. No, there's a lot of moving parts, as you said, in our team. You know, there's 20, now again, you could say, well, yeah, it's it's you know, you can make your stamp on it straight away. But the thing is, you got to make sure you hire the right player. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, you hire the wrong player. You're trying to do a 20 man rebuild. Yeah. You know, it, it's a big problem if you get it wrong. You know what I mean? So, so I can understand why it's big risks. But really, if you're a true alpha, you think, and you got a bit of an ego about you, which most of these head coaches do have. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Oh, I, I, I can sort that out. No worries. You know what I mean? And obviously Dan Quinn thinks he can do it. So fair enough. But yeah, yeah man. Yam's in the chat as well. He said, Ron Rivera, here we go. Ron Rivera 2.0. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what you said. That's exactly what you said at the start of the show. So and Deluxe. You're always online with Yam. You're always aligned together. And uh, Deluxe, thanks for being with us as well. We appreciate it. Same with you, Ian. Um, thanks for t- tuning in and, and being that's with cool. us. And Scott, yeah, who's on as well. So um, fully appreciate the the usual chat um, and and the the good lads. They, they follow us on all of our shows, so um, can't can't blame them at all. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, the OC is the key hire here, Scouse. It's who Absolutely. is going to be that OC? Um, someone who can control the Dan Quinn's defense. I think it will be the the chap from uh, from from the Cowboys, um, Joe Wilkes. I think he's called. So yeah, he'll be probably coming across from there. But who does he bring in as the OC? Because obviously, you're not. There wasn't any OC talent on the coaching tree that didn't get a job this time round. There's been five hires of defensive coordinator of what were defensive minded guys. So that's very interesting as well. Out of the seven, five of them are, de- are defensive guys. Yeah. So I mean, if you fair though, the stats look shady though for people who've won Super Bowls in the past. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's just playoff wins, even the man Super Bowls. Yeah, it was twenty. I think I saw something saying it last twenty twenty nineteen. It was uh, it was twelve wins, one one win for defensive guys. Mm-hmm. Same the following year. Then the end of this year, it will be uh, nine nine and four. I think it is. Yeah, yeah is is, so, is where we're so at. Four for defensive guys, and that's just a win a playoff game, not to go all the way. Yes. That's a playoff. You know game. I mean, so it's it's it, it is more difficult, but I'm saying that's why it's so important. That's why, you know, when um 
Slowick said, "No, I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying at Houston." I mean that 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 was a huge, huge signing for them to keep him. Because... Oh yeah, he's got a big, he's got a bumper pay deal. But the other thing we talk about Johnson, he hasn't even got a pay increase. No, that's what I'm saying. This guy's like just a, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what his game. I really don't understand. I, I yeah, I mean, I'm baffled. As you say, it's I mean it's purely. I'd say fair enough. He made that decision. Maybe it's maybe his wife phones his balls. I don't know. You know what I mean. But the thing is, yeah, who knows? Straight, he's staying. Fair enough. He's staying. But the thing is, to do it the way he did it, that's what's really going to piss me off more than anything else. Oh, yeah. Because anyone could say no. I mean, you can go to job interview, go for it, nailed it, you get offered it, then you realise, you just go, you know what? It's not, it's not the right fit for me. See, I, I'm going to turn it down. That's no problem. I've got no problem people doing that. Yeah. It's when you do shady things like they flew across the country to get to come and see you specifically. And while they're in the air, you do that, rather than actually just tell them before they got on the plane so they didn't have to travel anywhere and just say, look, I've changed your mind. You know what I mean? That's it. Done. No, I've got a fanny about. I'll do it via text because I don't want to speak to him because I've got the balls to actually speak to him face to face or actually even even on a Zoom call. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. It could you have just been. And it was like me. Honestly, that takes that 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 that's shit. That that's fucking sly. To be honest, man. I, I think so too. I just think it's awful. It's an awful way of conducting business. If you're going to turn someone down, you go down to wherever the interview is going to be held and you say, "Listen, guys, we've had a rethink." I'm I'm staying here. I appreciate you flown all this way, but you know I, I thought I'd I'd give you the decency of coming out and saying I'm I'm here in person to to meet with you to talk with you, but honestly it's it's not for me. You could accept that even if you've even if you yeah. travelled all that way, you could accept that. It should have been better if he'd done it before they travel. Absolutely, completely agree with you. You know, you ring them up even just and say the hi. Balls, man. Just have the balls to speak to him even just, on the phone. Correct. Just say, look, man. I say be coming out here. I'm just not going to job. What you what you no. have to remember here as well is we're dealing with people in the front office who are winners. That's the that's yeah. the the strange thing. For the first time in 25 years that I've known this team, we're dealing with winners. Now Josh Harris, not necessarily, but you've got billionaires. You've got billionaires who have egos. You have billionaires who trod on a lot of fucking toes to get <laughs> to the top of their trees in their respected fields. You do not become a billionaire without treading on, a, on on someone's toes. That is an absolute fact. There's no nice guys at the top end, sharp end of business. So Josh Harris is probably fucking seething yeah, at the moment. Well, maybe, oh, he'd, be, he'd be ranging more than Oh, we, yeah, we, absolutely. Say, you know. And then you think to yourself, you've hired this hotshot GM. Now, that is an absolute home run getting Adam Peters. No doubt about it. That is the hire. And you think to yourself, hey, this is going to be amazing. We're going to get the best offensive mind out there as well. It's a, it's almost a lock. It's pretty much guaranteed. The insiders, the media are talking about it. And then it's Dan Quinn. It is a drop-off. And I understand exactly where this fan base is coming from to say this is a drop-off. It's a complete drop-off. And it's 2.0 Ron Rivera. It's mid. But what we have to do is, I'm honestly, I'm pleading with everybody I hate it because I hate losing. I don't want to see losing on a weekend. I don't want to be on here every Thursday with you going, well, we lost again last week and it was shit. And I don't want to do that anymore. But it isn't going to be a thing that you can turn around in one season. The Houston Texans is a one-off, in my opinion. Could it be replicated here? Absolutely. If you get the right OC hire, this can be replicated. The Houston model of going from a high-drafted quarterback a really high cap space, um, a dysfunctional franchise that's been a dysfunctional franchise for many, many years, 
through front office or through, you know, ownership, whatever, to then getting them to a playoff team. That can happen. I mean, I agree. But the thing is, though, have you mentioned in previous pods, they've done the Ron Rivera way of doing it. Of course they have. You're right. They've built built the team and then dropped the quarterback in with a Slowick alongside him and D'Amico Ryans as well. So all those things just melded in once and it's just a perfect match and it's just gone fine. The, you know, Laramie, the Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, the Tunsil. And other guys, you know, that we, they've had, they went up to get Will Anderson. You know, did all these different things, man, that they've done. And and and, and it's been home run hits. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. I don't care what you actually do. Just make sure it's right. As in, like, it works out. Even if it's the wrong player or the wrong, even the Dan Quinn, you know, if he if, if he gets, if he starts just actually looking decent, especially on defense and keeps us in games, early doors while the offense is still trying to learn. You know, we won't have any problems with Dan Quinn. But the thing is, if he's dog shit, like he has, or or extreme mid, like he has been, then we're not going to be happy about it because we know what he is. We know he's mid. So I'm just we, hoping that he's a lot we better than he we, was. We, we haven't heard anything about the length of contract. We haven't heard anything about that yet. We haven't heard anything about a press conference when he's going to be presented. I'm assuming it will probably be Monday. Um, would be there or thereabouts when he would get. I think tomorrow is probably too quick, potentially. Might get him in the building tomorrow, so we might see something on the socials. Well, um, if he's in the building, he can do the press conference for half an yeah, hour. Yeah, I've seen, I seen a picture that Nicky Javala posted out, um, and it was Dan Quinn going through commercial flying in a suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back Some from DC. Suit, yeah, yeah. He looked, was it Dullers? Was he in Dullers Airport? Yeah, he's at Dullers. He yeah. looked absolutely knackered. I thought, my God, that guy. And you've seen a breath. He's like, I was like, that guy looks absolutely done in. And I just thought, I was getting grilled. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) I thought, okay, I I, I get it. I understand. But we've got to trust this. I hate this word, trust the process. But that's what we've got to do, unfortunately. Now, one of the questions we've got here was from Jesse. Um, Obviously, Jesse Martin. He's Jesse S24. He's the host of the Bleeding Burgundy podcast. Um, which you can catch on a Monday and Friday live on YouTube too. And he's also the co-host of the Bunker podcast with uh, Andy and yourself, Scouse. He said, will there be Chernobyl-sized meltdown of the Washington fan base if and when Dan Quinn is hired as head coach, present company included? Yes, Jesse, it's going (laughs) off now. I'm waiting for the button to be pressed as we speak. Um, Yeah, it's just... It has melted. Yeah. It has melted. Twitter is in absolute As meltdown. Say, there's, so many, there's so many things going on. I mean, uh, I mean even he mentions here, he, and he did, he mentioned this in, in the in one of the group chats I'm in mean, with Yam. You know, he mentioned it like, a couple of days ago. Like it was, um, you know, as soon as we had an inkling about Dan, Dan Quimby and the guy, that we would be all kinds of spin and smoke and blow it up our yeah. ass to make sure that he's now our top choice and all this crap. And it's exactly what's been doing. Um, you know, and, and I think it's just like, and then also you're seeing like all the main media guys all trying to dogpile on kind of us as in the fans who were unhappy about the signing of Dan Quinn. Yeah. The thing is, but that's the thing you see. It's like, I mean, it's like you've got to see, it's great. I want to be positive, but also, but I'm also a realist. And, and that's why after the time I sound buddy downbeat all the time. But the thing I, I just try and keep, I try to keep it real as best as possible, you know, um, there's no point in going, oh, Dan Quinn, oh, yeah, the second coming of Bill Belichick and all this shit and all that. No, no. We know what he is. I'm just hoping that he can prove me wrong. I'd love to sit here and say, hey, Dan Quinn, 
or the dude. You know what I mean? I, I, that's what that's what I want to say. I want to say this guy's the real deal, but you just got to prove that to me. To be honest, I think I think the other problem you've got here is if you get an OC in who becomes an the OC and is an offense is amazing, and we end up going through the the offense is is cooking. We're winning games. We're starting to get better as we go on. They then get a look on the coaching tree. Then you have to think who's the next guy that's going to come in behind them or girl for that matter. Who's going to come in behind them and be the next offensive coordinator? Because you're always in that cycle where someone's going to poach the, the person. And that's the problem, and, that, and that's why we—that's why I wanted a, an offensive guy as head coach. No, that's why I wanted Ben Johnson. He was my first choice. Yeah, he, he was mine too. Me, he was mine you know, too. 100%. And wasn't like me second or third. He was more like me fourth, but. Um, but you've been mentioning Slowick for two years now. You yeah, wanted him as I wanted him as, a, I wanted him as an OC last season yeah. before he went over to um the, re- the, to the Texans. There, Texans but, yeah, um, because he was he was part of the 49ers team again. Yeah, he was. Now speaking of the 49ers again, there is a couple of guys over there that could be really good, really really good young-minded head coaches and um, offensive coordinators. Um, you know, um, Gary Kubiak's son called Clint. Actually, he's got two sons who work for them. Actually, both yeah. on the offense. Um, for the 49ers and one is the passing game coordinator. Okay. Um, his name's the, the the older one's called Clint. Okay, and he's the one who's got okay. the more experience. So Clint Kubiak. Um he's he looks Greg legit. Kubiak's son, is he? He's Gary Kubiak's son. And oh, Gary, not, sorry, not Greg. Gary, Gary, yeah, Kubiak, Gary Kubiak's yeah. son. So um so yeah, so he could be a really nice addition. See, Peters knows about him, obviously he's worked with him, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It could be a really nice one, but again, it depends who's got the power on that. Is yeah, it, who, who, who is making the take that, or is it Quinn saying, "Hey, I want somebody else. I want this guy," or and obviously you've got to have that discussion. But for I me, think, I think I think I'm the other like, thing I is someone, I want someone like, a, like somebody who's got a bit of experience, though, as well. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem I've got, man. I think the other thing as well is, like we said, we've got a, there's a dearth of talent on offensive on the offensive side. People are firing coordinators left, right, and center. Coordinators are getting picked up from here, there, and everywhere. People are getting promoted. I can't keep up with who's done what, where, how. It's just it's it's an everyday thing, and you just look and go, oh well, that that person's gone there, that person's gone there. It's very very difficult to find that new genius offensive mind. There isn't one out there. And do you take the risk on someone with with a lack of experience at, as an OC at the NFL level? That's the other thing. You know, you can get a superstar stud from um, college, for example. You know, Cliff Kingsbury came in straight into head yeah. coach, and he and he yeah. and he bombed. You know what I mean? So, well, so he, he hasn't signed for he hasn't signed for the Bears. No, he's still out there. He's still out there, Cliff. Mm. He, he could be an interesting OC. Um, again, but also I've heard Chip Kelly wants to come back to the NFL. Yes, in that too. And yeah, he's a very that. good offensive coordinator. He was a dog shit head coach, but really good offensive coordinator. And he wants to take pay cut to come back. He's on shit loads at, at um. I can't remember where he's at now. Was it UCLA or something? Yeah, like I think that? he's at UCLA. Yeah, um, and he's done really well for them. So, um, shout out to shout out to Tony Wheat for that info. But there you yeah, go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, uh, I think so this is the biggest. So he could be could be a good one. As this well, is so. the biggest problem, isn't it? So I think I think it's probably nailed on that they're going to get the guy from the Cowboys to be the DC. So yeah, Joe Witt is his guy. He is currently the secondary coach and passing game coordinator. So. Mm, be interesting to see if he comes in, which I think he may well do. I definitely think it's going to be a Quinn disciple who's going to come in because yeah. I say you know he knows Quinn's offense. Uh, sorry, Quinn's defense. He knows it well. He's 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 been in it for a couple of years. He's teaching these guys, 
And as you say, they are very good at takeaways. They're very aggressive defense, which is, I like to see that. I, I like I like to see that rather than the zone bullshit that we do, the zone match crap that we've been up with for the last three, four years. You know, I want to see an aggressive defense. I want to see pressure on their quarterback. I want to see picks. I want to see mistakes from the, their offense because of our well, defense being that good. Well, following on from that then, and, and your point exactly to your point, Yam, uh, Yam Starch on Twitter, uh, Yam Sensei, if you have a look at it for him on there. Uh, he's also say, uh, put a question into us. So thank you for your question, Yam. He said, do you guys want to see more of an emphasis put on bringing the defense back to prominence like it was in its heyday with an offense that just eats clock with occasional big plays or rather have a high octane offense with a more mid tier defense? Well, it's a difficult question that one, Jan, because yeah, because you've because obviously the way the football is played now, you want the high octane offense and and the mid yeah. defense. The problem is is that you've got Dan Quinn who, who focuses on being a good defense, so you've you've really got to go with what your head coach is going to be doing. So, bring back a solid defense, and just hopefully getting enough points on offense to be able to win games. You know, it's um. It's, it won't be as, as as you say. It's not as you say about Dan Quinn being a sexy pick. It's mm. not going to be a se- it's not going to be a sexy style. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Personally, if it was me, if if I had the chance, it would be the first one. It would be the the high octane offense. But being if we had a Ben Johnson on and um, you know head being head coach or even a Slowick, you know the the offense would be a hell. It would be hell. Of, it would be that and the defense would be kind of mid, but. Yeah. So I, I suppose, Scouts, this is a, I suppose this is a this is a good opportunity to go into our fan questions then because we've answered a couple of them already. So let's just rattle through these and get get them out of the way. Everyone who's put a fan question in, everyone who's posted on the chat, really appreciate you doing that. And um, thank you again for doing these uh, these questions. You are the lifeblood of this show. Otherwise, it's just me talking to uh, my better looking partner in crime here for an hour, which uh, I do enjoy. I enjoy it every week. It's uh, it is our, my therapy, if you like. Um, but no, honestly, thank you for putting the questions in, guys. Really appreciate it. So the first one is from Andy Burrows, um, our partner in crime, Washington, UK fan on Twitter, the host of the Bunker podcast, which I believe is Mondays and Fridays. Is that when you go and do your uh, recording? Usually. So his question is, for Scouse, he says, how many drinks will it take for Scott to be completely bungalowed, which I've never heard, at my birthday drinks next weekend? I know I know you put down four, but I think it's more like four sniffs. I think like you just, you just be <laughs> inhaling, inhaling that lager and you'd be like, oh, all over the floor. So I need uh, a Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll have a can of Coke in your hand, but then you're like... Um, just have, a, just have that kind of Heineken next to you, like, Ugh. and then that'll be it. Okay, old. That's what I think. Half a pint. <laughs> half a pint. I'm not, uh, <laughs> for anyone, uh, anyone who doesn't know, I'm not a massive drinker at all. Um, I used <laughs> to drink quite regularly um, for a number of years, and I was I was okay with it. But yes, I can have a few pints when, uh, when I need to. Don't ask about the trip over when you have four pints of Guinness and then have to get on an eight-hour plane. When you have four pints of Guinness in about 15 minutes... 
not good for your stomach, Scout. Yeah, that was good at yeah, all. That, that was dumb from you. You're not going to lie. Very dumb. Yeah. He, but you actually thought to yourself there, God, Hartley's picked his game up here. What's happening? You know what I mean? He did, but no. I realized, then you realized you were being sick everywhere. So it was just like, yeah, yeah. Not, 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 Whatever, a good, not a good shout. Not a good shout. I'm still sticking to four, but there you go. That's that's, that's, my, that's my one. Cheers, Andy. Well, appreciate you. And we are really looking forward to driving down and seeing you next weekend. I can't wait to, can't wait for that to do. Be great to catch up with you, buddy. Um, Next one we've got is Rod Morrison. He's Rod Moore, Rod Moore, three nine seven two one nine one zero. Very specific. He said, "Could Dan be the man to take us to the playoffs and beyond in the years to come?" And also, who do you think will be the OC and DC? We've also got a question very similar on this one, Scouse, from Steve, I believe. Let me have a quick look back on the uh, X app. Um, and he said pretty much exactly the same thing. Yes, yeah, Steve Fox. He said, who will be the defensive and offensive coordinator? I think we've been through that a little bit, but it's yeah. very tough to say. I honest, honest, honest answer here. I don't have a fucking clue. Straight <laughs> up, I haven't got a clue who he, who he's going to pick. Like I said, I think that this this chap from the uh, from the Cowboys, um, I think he will be. Yeah, I, th I think he's never there. Well, I'm not going to say a lock, you know. Just like Ben Johnson. If Ian, if, if, if Ian Rappaport, if Ian Rappaport's reporting it, you probably say, "Yeah, do you know what? That's that Definitely is probably yeah." yeah. There's this, as you said, there's no smoke without fire, is there? So something, yeah. something's in there. You know who he's going to bring on? See, I can definitely see him showing up. But what's his name? Wit, Wit, Joe Wit, yeah. Joe Wit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bring him in, and then hopefully, hopefully he's not a dim wit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> bad pun. But still, hey. I still yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Secondary coach and passing game coordinator at the Cowboys he is. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting there. But as you said, Kubiak, don't have a problem with that. Um, I mean, Mike Vrabel's still on the table. You know what I mean? He's not getting a look. So, does he? Hey, I think he has. Is he a defensive yeah. guy? Come oh, on, didn't mate. No, as a DC, you could bring him in as a DC. But oh no no no, he he, he, he won't run. He's got his own yeah, defense, he, man. Exactly, yeah. he won't run. He won't run. Somebody else's defense. So. No chance. Um. So yeah. So you're definitely looking at an, an, an up and comer, no name, maybe. I just say that 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 guy, because he yeah. knows Dan's system, and I think that would be a smart play from Dan to do that as well. Um. So I think he's definitely probably number one on the on the list. But to be fair, we haven't got many else at this moment on that list. But he kind of makes sense. Or somebody from Dallas would make sense. Or, yeah, or, so, or someone he's worked that, with for you know, a long time. You know what um, I mean? But Yeah, I think, I, I think that's probably the way to go. There's no um, names coming forward from the OC side, which worries me a little bit because are we going to be lumped with Eric Bieniemy again? Well, we might be. and That would just be awful, though. I mean, it really would, I think. Um you can't you can't go QB at number two if you keep an Eric B enemy. Because he'll ruin him as well. So there's no point in even doing that. Um so, so, you know, time, man. so our last question almost goes back to the draft, and we can talk a little bit about that as well. So um this kind of almost ties in. What's from Tim Towner? He put this in over a week ago, and I think we missed it. So Tim, I apologize now that if we miss this out there. He said in 2019, after drafting Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick, Arizona traded Josh Rosen, who was the 10th pick in 2018's draft, to the Dolphins for a late second, which is number 62 overall, and a 2009 in 2019, and a fifth round pick in the 2020 draft as well. He said, is this the about right compensation and where the bar has been set for a Justin Fields? If that's the case, would you rather pick a QB at two overall 
or trade down and trade for Fields and let Fields and Sam Howell fight it out for QB1. Now, I've talked about this. I would not have a problem taking Justin Fields. I really wouldn't, because I honestly believe that the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams. Whether which way you look at it, they're going to take Caleb Williams. The compensation here isn't an issue. Now, if you believe a lot of the smoke, again, John Allen's on his way to Green Bay, potentially, for a second and a fifth. There you go. There's your compensation immediately back from that, if that is the going rate. Also, what we're not focusing on is, what are we going to get? And what is that second round pick worth? Or second overall pick, sorry, worth right now? Because there are going to be teams out there who are desperate for a quarterback. And it's not just oh, New England, they're going to trade up one spot. It's going to be a Las Vegas yeah. Raiders. It's going to be a New York Giants, potentially. There That's is plenty saying, of needy teams. I think the Giants teams. are going to go for quarterback. I really do. I do, uh, too. I think they all make moves um, because... And they don't mind him Daniel sitting Jones. for a year. They're done with him, mate. Jaden and... Daniels screams out the Giants for me. Massively. Why? I think because it's a... a bit like John Jones. <laughs> no, no, because, because, because I think he can, he can, he can sit there... Um, behind Daniel Jones, learn a bit of the offense, and then they can play him next year, which is what you'd ideally want. I mean, Green yeah, Bay. And, have set and this the, is why I think QB. Will, oh, sorry, that's why I think the Giants will go QB. It just Green depends. Bay have set that tone, though, haven't they? They have set the tone, and they've done it. I mean, Christ, we haven't had a frigging franchise quarterback in my entire fandom, and here yeah, we are on three. Green Bay with three. Yeah, Honestly, in a role, in I mean, a I wouldn't say. Yeah, I wouldn't say Jordan Love is the finished deal, but my God, he looks good. And, exactly. and if you see and he's getting court. better, that's what you need to see. Progression that he's getting better. When he first started, he was rough. Then, as as you see, he went on a run because he played well. And as I'm saying, he's getting better all the time. He's getting used to NFL speed because that's the other important thing as a quarterback when you're not used to it. It's the speed. It, you know, in college, you get five seconds to throw the ball. In the NFL, even with a great offensive line, you get three. That's yeah, a great I, offensive line. I so, think the you know, I think if you trade down and you pick a, a tackle. You do not want to trade out of anything below fifth, I would say. Or if you need to trade out down to someone who's coming up for a quarterback, you're going to have to trade back. It'd have to be something insane to, to go like into like eighth or ninth or tenth. Oh, yeah, because you're that. not going to, you just not, or, or you you yourself then have to trade back up, which is going to be exactly which kind of defeats the, the, the object, does. doesn't it? it really? It does, yeah, it does. So, so um, rather, you'd rather go, as you say, you know, go down to five or six. Pick up the Joe Alt. Pick up yeah. the first, or, maybe or a third, or, or something or like that. A, a Fashanu, I'm happy with that. Absolutely, either yeah. or doesn't matter for me. You pick well, up Fashianu's your, your... not top five though for me. Really, Fashianu? No. Who? Where would you say he's going? I mean, do you think Joe Alt is the first offensive tackle off the board? Yeah. Okay. I do, I do believe that. I think he'll be fine. around that 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 fifth or fourth mark. I mean, maybe sixth at the late at the lowest. So uh, if you if you take us away and we're not going QB, and we go okay, that's fine. We're not going QB. Let's let's just make this scenario up. We're not going QB at two. We trade down and we trade down to say fifth or sixth. Um, who? So you're going to go Williams at one. William, who who is sixth? Not the Giants, is it? Might be actually. I'll have to look. Might, at be, you know, might be the Giants. Yeah, I think it might be. You know, I might be right there. But um, yeah, I think you, you, your biggest, the biggest one would be New England. Would be would be the biggest one immediately to think of. 
you know, of, of where you're going to go to. But yeah, six is the Giants. It is the Giants. I thought I thought it might be. Yeah, so I mean, not, not not miles back. I mean, Las Vegas the thirteenth. Yeah, that's huge. That that Arizona aren't taking a quarterback at four. Chargers aren't taking a quarterback at five. Tennessee. Do you think they're going to stick with? Um... Yeah, they love the new guy in it from they got last yeah. year. What's what's his face? I can't remember his name now. You sat there for ages in the uh, in the draft room as well. But he thought um, he was getting picked for his first round. And he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta at eight. They could they could come up. I think they'll be looking for a quarterback. Yeah, Atlanta at eight. They well, they're definitely looking for a quarterback. New that's head a coach, well, new head coach. I can see that. So so we say let's just say you you trade with Atlanta and you're down at eighth. Mm-hmm. Who, who's going there? So you're going QB1, QB2, QB3. That's three yeah, QBs yeah. straight off the board. Who's Arizona. fourth? Arizona. Arizona are taking, Arizona are taking the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah I'd Marvin, say that. Marvin Harrison. I'd take Marvin so that's, Harrison, yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 four. Chargers. They could they could look at tackle, but then saying they've got to cover decent tackles. So yeah, Darisol. Um, I'm sure with Chargers. The Giants will take another QB. Yeah. The Giants will take six. So yeah, so so this four QB's gone. So Tennessee at seven, not sure what they're doing. They they'll probably go tackle. They might even go. They might even yeah. They might go tackle. Yeah, they might go like um. Uh, Doonesay because they're crap as well. Yeah, Doonesay or whatever it's called. Doonesay or someone. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So So you could potentially eighth. So we could get Joe Old. Yeah, you could potentially do that. There's only probably maybe two teams that might even think about going for him out of those top eight. Yeah, and that's the might. Chargers. Even that's might, you know what but, I mean? But even so, I think Fashanu is good enough as as a franchise Pro Bowl left tackle. I truly believe that. He's off I just the think he's great, mate. I just think he's crazy. I mean, I, <laughs> I prefer to give me the, the rock-solid run guy, but, you know, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, for me, I think Joel's one, and I do think Fashanu's two, but... Yeah, Maurice, Maurice Mims three on the board for me as well. I think that. he's I'd, he's next. I'd say that, and then four um, probably about fourth or yeah, fifth. Yeah. Maybe like second round, probably like top of the second. Top of the second. But the thing is, if you do trade back, the rebuild is quicker because you've I mean, got. It just depends. You, do you love Justin Sam Fields? Oh no, Justin! If you already and, traded and for Fields. Fields and Justin Fields and. And having the ball so actually got him paying because he's going to be big money. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Well, he's, he's not, not going to be big. He's not going to be big money this season, but he'll be big money the following season. Yeah, because yeah, you're you, right. let's face it, you're not going to hide, you're not going to trade for him for a second or a third rounder or or both. Yeah, and then go. We're just going to have you for your last year of your deal. No, no, that's a, that's you not a rent trade for him. You're yeah. going to give him an extension instantly. Of course, you're right, yeah. part of the same deal. So, you know, it, it's we're looking at you no know, forty mil probably yep. per year on average. Yeah, so but you've dollar, got it. Forty mil a year is what probably the the going rate would be. Um, I yeah. would think 40, 45. I, mean, I think, but, you, he... but you're going to have to be you're going to have to front load that contract, as in back load that contract. I do you think the um, what is it the um, the tag is like thirty seven mil or something for the quarterback? So it doesn't make much difference if that makes sense. Oh, we'll tag him one more year while we're if yeah. we're happy with him or not type thing and crap. No, if you're going for him, you've got to go all in. Your yeah. offensive coordinator. Your head coach and Peters have all got to be on the same wavelength and say, hey, this is exactly who we're after. This is who we want, and this is what we're going to do about it. Do you know and what it, I think? Do you, do you know what I think happens here? I think we stick with it at two with a QB. I think we end up with Drake It May. just depends who uh, his OC is. If you've got like yeah. a, an experienced OC, 
okay, you might you might see that more. And now, obviously, the rarity of the the Houston model, Slovak is an experienced guy with a rookie quarterback, you know, and and that he made moves and he did well. That that is a rarity. We can't expect that, you know. Um, there's going to be teething problems in a big way. So it just depends how you want to play it. You know, is it experience with a, a rookie QB? Or do you go a little bit maybe less experienced OC, but have an experienced quarterback like Fields? So it just depends. I mean, I, if Caleb's definitely going to Chicago, I wouldn't try and trade up. I wouldn't right. try and trade up for him. Because they want the what even though he's when you're dropping down one spot, they know they're giving up Caleb Williams. So that is that's still gonna be a painful, a painful trade. So, so yeah, so, so looking at the chat here, Deluxe has said Chip can stay wherever he is, at least out of Washington. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, and then obviously Yam's put in, in my honest opinion, this is a sign of more mismanagement. Yes, it isn't Dan, but the optics aren't good. I understand of disappointment, Yam. I completely get where you're coming from. Same, man. It does not I, move the needle for me, man. It doesn't. Yeah, but... you, you said that, Scouse. And honestly... I'm trying. To, I'm trying my best to just plead patience and say, look, yeah, and this is where we're going to go. Let's let's, let, let, let's judge it in December. Let's see. Let's see where we are in December, and if it's terrible again, yeah, I'm going to give him a season. See how he is <laughs> before I start yeah. ripping the shreds. But and then obviously another one here is Yam has put in that you know put money on it. We'll be picking top ten in 2025. We probably will be. We probably will be. Look at these teams that have been terrible that have now turned it round. Your Houston's, your Jaguars, your uh, who, who else has been pretty awful, god awful for a while? Them two are the first two examples I can find off the top of my bat. They didn't do it over a season. Houston traded for Laramie Tunsil from Miami, got him in. Then they got a lot of, you know, they got a lot of other picks in. Look at the, what they did last year, picking up, you know, pick two and three. That you know, they they mortgaged the future to make sure they could win a playoff game this year, and that is exactly what they've they've done. Yeah, they hit on the later rounds like Tank Dell. And that's where Adam Peters comes into his own. Adam Peters is the guy who picked George Kittle. Adam Peters is a guy who picked Debo Samuel. Adam Peters is the guy who picked Javon Kinlaw. These sort of players. We have to make sure that they are that he is doing his job and he has got the draft board up and he knows what he's doing. That's why everyone's kicked off a little bit and said, "Oh, Adam Peters is in Mobile watching the you know watching the Senior Bowl." I'm happy with that. I'm absolutely ecstatic that he's out there well, watching. Well, yeah, watching well, it. I think the question was, why has he gone there when we haven't hired our head coach? Well, we have obviously. Now, we? So obviously, yeah, we yeah. already hired him, and that's why I thought, well, one point in me sticking around here, I'm going to go to Mobile. But obviously, so we all kind of knew that to a certain extent. It was like, yeah, we've obviously yeah. made a decision on who we're hiring, and he's gone off to, to actually start scouting plays, which is what he, he likes to do. So of course he does. Yeah, um, that's him. So, so I knew we hired somebody. As soon as he left to go there, but it just depended who it was, and obviously he ended up being Quinn. But yeah, I no, mean, no problem with Peter's going to Mobile at all. Never have I. Another good question here from obviously Deluxe in the chat. He said, What are your thoughts about curl extension now that Dan Quinn is in the building? It's I think it should be, it should be, it should be a priority, likely. man. Yeah. It should be a priority. He, he, he has been our best player in the secondary for a long time. Now, I know last Mar year, down year, but everyone was a down year. So it was. Um, so for me, that should be a priority. Dan Quinn should be sorting out with Peters and saying, "Hey, I want to keep this guy around." So I'm open that he can sort the deal out before he money. Money is going to be the biggest problem. Yeah, there. but and and that's why they might see how he does in, in free agency, as in like testing the water, contracts, yeah, yeah. those type of things. You know, even I mean, uh, very way you see it nowadays, but maybe the transition tag. 
stuff like that as well, you know. So because no one's going to trade like two firsts for him. No, no, <laughs> so, no, no, no. So, no, so no. you'll be able to get him on a cheaper, and you and you're able to actually do an or, or even do an offer sheet where you can match whoever anybody else. I think you get the right to do that anyway, as the as as the team who has the who who has the registration is. You get the right to offer them exactly the same money of what they've got elsewhere. I mean, look at JD McKissick. We did it to Buffalo. Yeah, you know, true. a couple of years ago. So JD McKissick went to Buffalo, and we said, "Nah, bollocks to that. We'll pay you the same as what Buffalo are offering." Yeah, it caused a bit of a, a bit of ruction, but that's maybe what we have to do with Camco. This is what happens, though, isn't it? You choose us, you get hurt. That, that, that's exactly what to JD yeah. McKissick, man. He has to see Cam Curl has to see what is out there on the open market from 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 my opinion. Do I rate Cam Curl? Absolutely. I've got his jersey. He is an unbelievable talent from especially from a seventh round pick, which he should never have been a seventh round pick. But because of the COVID year, he, yeah, he, he, fell, he fell off the radar. But what a what what a player. And he can play in several positions, which is also a, a good factor for so I him. I think Dan would use him very nicely. Um yeah. I mean, because you look at, I mean, one thing that you notice about the Dallas defense that they, their safeties are okay, but they're not amazing. No, they're you not. Cam Curl in there, and he gets those two decent corners. I mean, that that instantly that secondary looks a lot better. You know what I mean? It doesn't even got to be elite corners, just good corners. You know, yeah. so um, and we can get those and hopefully in the draft. You know, or go out, go out and spend some money and get and get one. So free agency, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, there's a couple of good, there's a lot of good guys actually out there in secondary in free agency. So, no, I edge rushers, edge rushers are the premium position that we need to follow in free. Definitely agency. one. We need at least one stud if we can get one. I think the problem you're going to get is, are they going to get tagged? Is Patrick Queen going to get tagged at, at Ravens? Is Josh I, I, Allen? I, I, is Josh Allen going to get tagged at the Jaguars? I mean, Josh Allen might. Um, but I don't think Queen would. I think I'm sure there's another guy that, that who's not on defense. It might be an offensive guy, and I think they might be using the tag on him. I just can't remember. Oh, who it is. Interesting. interesting. So, so one's going to be coming becoming a free agent there, unless you know they offer him a deal that he that he didn't accept it beforehand. Um, well, I think I think our last port of call on here then is to talk about the playoffs and talk about what happened last week. I mean, 49ers played the Lions at, in uh, Santa Clara there. And it finished 34-31 to the 49ers. The Lions blew this game, Scouts. They absolutely yeah. blew this game. Second half, where was Ben Johnson's offense then? <laughs> um, I mean, not going to be wrong, up. you know, great, great, you know, defensive play f- from the Niners. You know, they really stepped it up in the second half. But but the first half, they were getting torn apart. They didn't know what they were, yeah. what they were doing. And they had them by the balls. Detroit had them by the balls and then let them off, as you said. They, they blew it. They're second not half, going for the, anything. Second half, man. The the decisions for not going for three, the the you, yeah. you, the, the drop passes as well. You, you being aggressive, and then there's being overly aggressive. And I think Dan Campbell went overly aggressive and it cost him. You know, there was a three, as you mentioned, a three point. I think it was like in the third, maybe or yeah. the end of the third quarter, close to the yeah. third quarter. And he decided to go for it, and and he didn't get it. Um, and they went down. I think got points from that from that actual. Turnover in, in possession, um, but the kick. I understand you got Badgley as your kicker. I understand Ooh. that he's not very good for the the longer distance field goals. That's the reason why we got rid of him when he came into practice because he's Mister Extra Point, isn't he? He's always he doesn't miss them, but start bringing him back forty yards onwards. He's not very good at all. So so I understand why he didn't. But the thing is, you've got to take points, especially when your your offense has done nothing 
for like four or five drives there. You know, in the, in the, in that set, second half, the end of the first, going into the second half, he didn't do anything for like four or five drives, besides that one that he could have got three from, and he just didn't. And he didn't do it, and he went, oh, "I trust my offense." Now I get it, trust your players, go for it. You know, but there's t- there's times and places you needed points there more than anything else. And because they weren't, they were not firing on all cylinders in offense then. Yeah. So why would you go for it on, on four and four? I think it was. Why are you doing that? Take the points, and then live to fight another day. But again, we all like being ultra aggressive. Go for it on fourth down and all this. It's great when it comes off, and it's awful when it doesn't. But at that point, I felt they even I felt they needed points. Yeah, I agree. And he should have went for the field goal. If you missed it, okay, you missed it, but. It, I thought he, he did. He would have done the right thing, as in there's the right choice from the coach. But that time, I thought he was he was wrong with that one. Mm, I agree. I agree completely with you. What about the Ravens and Chiefs games then? Ten seventeen to the Chiefs. Back to the Chiefs again. You did. You were right. You were absolutely <laughs> spot on. You you did say it was going to be a low scoring game. Again, the Ravens threw this away. They threw it away. Well, they did, well, um, yeah, well, they did literally throw it away because it didn't correct. actually win the ball. I mean, what, yeah. what were they doing? I mean, <laughs> they had two, you, know, you were the number one rushing offense in the whole NFL between the three, between Lamar and the two running backs. And um, you don't even give the running backs a ball. I think I think that the, the most carries, one got six. Six, six carries. carries. Yes. It was six carries, yeah. What is that? That's piss poor. Play calling, whoever the offensive coordinator is, man, should be fired for that shit. Because that's poor, that. It wasn't like it was they were getting blown out. And you had to throw it like 50 times in the game. You didn't have to. All he was doing was just play faking the, the the pass. And then you had Lamar doing the stupid bullshit kind of sidearm shit all the time. And I was like, mate, you know, you make it hard for your receivers to actually catch the ball. I've got the stats up here. So the, the highest rusher was Lamar with eight carries for 54. Gus Edwards, three carries for 20. Zay Flowers two carries for four, and Justice Hill was three carries for three yards. Abysmal. Yeah, so, so um, obviously, Gus Edwards, he only got, what, how many, how many carries do you get again? Three. Three. And he's their main, he's RB1? Yeah. And look what he got, 20 yards and three carries? 20 yards, yeah. Why aren't you Why aren't you giving the ball to that dude? That's nearly seven yards of carry near enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That's insane. No, no. We won't six give point, the point. Yeah, 6.7 six yards of carry. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So nearly seven yeah. yards of carry. Mental. Exactly. Mental. And what you do? No, no, just don't give him the ball. Hello. And then, and then Zay Flowers dropping a touchdown over the line. I mean, I was like, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah. The he fumble. Zay Flowers, the, man. Oh, absolutely. Well, it was the, what was it? It was the drop touchdown followed by, he ran back to the bench and hurt his finger. Yeah, and I was he like, the, didn't he punch the, the table he or something? The like bench, he punched the bench. He punched the bench and and hurt his finger. And I was like, yeah, what uh, on earth is going on here? This guy lost he, his head, man. He lost his head. But, the, but the thing is, the thing is as well, you know. Defense, it, by the way, from that guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But then the thing that's funny here is I said to you after, in the middle of the quarter, of the first quarter in our WhatsApp chat, I said, oh, look, here's Lamar, the choker. Always yeah. chokes a big game. And did he choke a big game? Yes, he did. I mean, <sighs> Yeah, it's great to say, oh, I'm going to be the MVP. I'm Look at me, I'm amazing. He is not the MVP of the NFL. Christian McCaffrey is by far and away the MVP of the league. No question. You might as well change the MVP name to most valuable quarterback 
because quite honestly, no one else gets a look in. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson, he was 20 of 37, 271 yards, one TD, one interception. Yeah, he got 54 yards on it with his feet, but he didn't do enough to get the job done. And this is now the third time this has happened. Yeah, well, normally he's banged up, you see. He's normally struggling. Yeah. But this year, he played it smarter with them. And, and they actually were, they used their backs a lot more, which saved him being getting pounded on all the time. Um, I know he still ran for something like seven, eight hundred yards, something like that. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not, look, is... I'm not questioning that Lamar is a legitimate no. top quarterback, but for me, he's not the MVP of the whole of the no, NFL. For me, he, again, I've always there's always been a problem with Lamar. For me, he's he's an elite athlete, great runner, fast, no agile, quick, not making miss. Great, that's a that's a great running back. Isn't that great traits of a running back? <laughs> Exactly, yeah, not, right. not a great thrower. He's, he's not a great passer of the ball. Yeah, sometimes you throw a nice dime and all that, but the thing is, is that the guy's inconsistent, and that's the reason why he's not. I don't call him elite. I know, I know he tears teams up, and I know they were number one seed and all this stuff. But every year is the same with him. Yeah, I don't think he's got better with his his passing, his placement, his touch. I don't think he's got better with that personally. He does all this sidearm stuff now. He thinks he's, he thinks he's Pat Mahomes. He's trying yeah. to out Mahomes himself. Uh, out, out, out Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, which doesn't make any sense because there's only one of him. No one can yep. do what he does. People try to do it. They're still not nowhere near as good as Mahomes are doing it. And Mahomes always finds a way to get it done, even though he didn't score a lot of points this time around. He found a way to get it done, and that's and that's that's how good he is. And obviously, his defense, Steve Spagnuolo's defense, has been excellent this season as well. It has been, yeah. Um, Chris Jones is is an unbelievable player. He's a free agent end of the season, you know. <laughs> wow. He's going to want some big coins. Oh, yeah. He's going to want plus, some big like, money. But yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, so so, get, rid of, get, get John Allen's contract off the books and get Chris Jones in. Yes, please. Right. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. So, Yam said a few things here as well. Yeah, go on. He's, he's like me. He's not He's not really a Daniels fan either. So, um, so he says, Giants Twitter wants Daniels. Oof. And he goes, please let him take him. Anything to keep RG4 away from us. <laughs> 100% man I don't want him he's exactly like he reminds me of RG3 exactly he's just like he's taller that's the only difference Um, he's he's, he's a one read and go great merchant that's what he is he's a one read and go that's what RG3 was it's as simple as that and you know yeah okay yeah the Heisman but so did other dudes who were crap you know who didn't make it in the NFL you know so yeah I'm not worried about that too much Um, and then it says here yeah I'm yeah, you think you mentioned in your the, the top ten pick, yeah, uh, last year, and then he goes the loss is totally on Dan Campbell, and then he goes something about guys named Dan, just not quite. <laughs> <getting it. laughs> yeah, yeah, and I yeah, get it as well, man. I get it. We've already been burned by a Dan for twenty odd years. Are we going to get burned again for another four or five years from this Dan? So we'll have to see. You we'll have to see, man. We'll have to see. Yeah, he's got a good point there. He said while Peters was at the Pro Bowl, the Hog Group just effed up. The timings of everything. If you look at where and where and when all these interviews were taken and who got taken and by whom, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I understand where you're coming from with that completely. As I said before at the start of the, the start of the show, it it is disappointing. I was all in on on, on Ben Johnson, and I thought this is an, a lock for me. I thought this is where we're going to go. We're going to get the offensive mind. Imagine right now if Ben Johnson was announced today, the Twitter would be in absolute oh, yeah. raptures. It'd be, like, it'd be stupid now. It'd be like, oh, yeah. Super Bowl. We're oh, Super Bowl. Yeah, look at us. Look at us. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Look at us. We're back. 
we don't know what we're going to get with Dan Quinn. And that's the big unknown. We know what we what his record says, but we don't know what is going to happen. The biggest hire right now is who is going to be the offensive coordinator. Well, that's it. Because you know what you know what I mentioned before. We know what he's done. We know what he can do when he's got a great offensive mind with a good quarterback. You know what you know what he can do? You can you can get you can get to the big you can get to the dance, the big game. Yeah. But you gotta get it right now. You've got to get it right with the OC. You really do, man. And obviously quarterback if you go quarterback in the draft or go fields, whatever we mentioned before. You've got to get it right. It's as simple as that. If you got it wrong, it doesn't matter what Dan Quinn's defense is gonna do, we're still gonna lose. So we won't mention the uh, the Super Bowl, we'll do a Super Bowl preview next week. Um, we'll catch it. We'll catch up, and we'll do the Super Bowl preview next week on next week's show. Just want to say a special shout out and thanks to everyone who's been in the chat. So Ian Deluxe, Yam, uh, Scott G, thanks for being with us. We really appreciate you being on here. Thanks to everybody who put a question in: Burrows, Yam, Jesse, Rod, uh, Steve, Tim Towner. Really appreciate you putting the questions in as well. Thank you, Scouts, for being with me as well for just over an hour. Appreciate your time every Thursday. Can't wait to chop a beer with up, up with you next weekend. It's going to be very good. Yeah, man, looking good. looking forward to it. And um, we'll just wait and see what happens with Dan Quinn. Nothing, nothing more we can do from there. Nothing like a dull moment in Commander's Land, is there? <laughs> but there you go. All right, guys, we're out from here. Thanks very much for being with us. Appreciate your time. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One Point Safety Show. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please subscribe to the podcast, and if you'd be kind enough, please leave us a five-star review. You can find us both on Twitter, at ScouseAndy20 and at ScottyH84. We hope you can join us again for another episode of the One Point Safety Show. Thanks, everybody.